0: Welcome to The Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between you and your retirement. It's time to bridge that gap. Hey, Prosperity Nation, welcome back to another episode of The Prosperity Gap. My name is Dave Hall. I'm the Prosperity Guy. I will be your host. So excited to welcome you to season two of our show. For those of you that have been listening for a while, you understand that season one was all about financial literacy We had a ton of great guests on our show that talked about their journey, that shared tips and tricks that you could use in your life to not only get out of debt, but to get yourself on the right financial path to help you bridge that gap between the life you're currently living and the one you should be. Well, season two is all about taking it to the next level. And therefore, in season two, we're going to talk about how you can bridge the gap that exists between you and your retirement. As we talk to people, we realize that over 70% of Americans have not prepared themselves for retirement. And that of those who have, 68% assume they're going to run out of money before they die. Well, it's very important to us that we help people bridge this gap, that we help them better prepare themselves for the future that lies ahead. And we realize that with good planning, this can happen and with good information. So over the next number of weeks, we're going to share with you some great tips, tools, and tricks to help you get yourself prepared for the future. Now, if you've not yet had an opportunity to sign up for our show, please make sure you do so. We want to make sure that you get access to this information every Friday when it's released. Also, if you need tax or accounting help, please support our sponsor, etrendsgroup.com. Go to their website, connect with them. They're happy to help you solve your tax and accounting problems. Today's show is going to be a little unique as we go forward. It's gonna be different than any other show that we have. The reason being is we believe that it's important that you understand all of the benefits that are available to you under the CARES Act that was passed on March 27th, 2020. So we're going to spend the first part of the show talking about the business benefits, the middle of the show we'll talk about individual benefits and then at the end of the show, we'll talk about some retirement benefits that this act brought forth that you can take advantage of to help put you in a better financial position. We have a ton of information that I need to cover today so let's go ahead and get started. We'll start by talking about the two main programs we get asked about the most. This is the Economic Impact Disaster Loan, and the Paycheck Protection Program or what we call the PPP. Now, why do people ask us about these programs? The biggest reason being is both of them have segments or areas inside of them where the amounts given to you can be forgiven. Under the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, there's up to a $10,000 grant that can be forgiven. Well, you need to understand that there are some new guidelines on who's going to qualify for this, how this works, I know we've submitted tons of applications inside of our office. I know there's probably millions of applications have been s- submitted across the country with people believing that they could get upwards to $10,000 in their account within three days. Well, two things you need to understand. One, the government's so far behind that the three days they mention inside of the paperwork is not happening. In fact, it's taking two to three weeks for people to get access to this money. Number two, If you do not have any employees, you're not going to get any of this grant money. They've come forward and said that the only people who will get this grant money will be those who have employees. How's that gonna be calculated? $1,000 per employee. So if you have three employees, you could expect to get $3,000. If you have 20 employees, you're gonna be capped at $10,000. Now it does not keep you from moving forward if you've applied and trying to get a loan. The economic impact disaster loans can be up to $2 million at a 3.75% interest rate. But be aware this loan will have to be paid back and that it's going to be guided by the government on how much you would qualify for. Under the Paycheck Protection Program, some cool things available here, but there are some very strict guidelines that you need to be aware of. Number one is that you had to have been in business February fifteenth, two 2020. I know there were many people that once they saw that this program was available, immediately went out and started setting up companies, hoping they could get some type of benefit. You are not going to qualify. If you weren't in business February 15th, no benefits are coming your way. Number two, you have to have employees. Now, the employee could be you if you're an S corporation paying yourself a wage or if you're a sole proprietorship and you have taxable income at the end of your Schedule C, or if you're a partnership who's paying guaranteed payments where you're paying self-employment tax, that employee can include you. So don't assume that because you have nobody but yourself working in the company, that you're completely out of this program. What are the benefits that are available to you basically under this program is they are going to calculate your average payroll over the last 12 months and then multiply that by two and a half And that becomes the amount of your paycheck protection loan. Be aware that if it's used correctly, that you're going to be able to have 100% of this forgiven at the end of the eight-week program. You can use 25% of these funds for things such as rent, mortgage, interest, and utilities. It doesn't all have to be used on payroll. But be aware when you calculate payroll, there are also other things that are included. Included in that are health benefits that you pay for, your employees, any retirement benefits that you provide, and any state and local income taxes. So let me give you an example. Let's see if we can make this work and help you envision how this would work inside of your company. Let's assume that you currently have annual salary inside of your company of $60,000. And let's assume that your health benefits, retirement benefits, and state and local taxes are $12,000 for the year. So what we do is we take that total amount, $72,000, we divide by 12, we get $6,000 per month, and then it's times by two and a half. So you would qualify for $15,000 under the Paycheck Protection Program. Now, if that payroll was made up of two employees, you would also then qualify for $2,000 under the EIDL, Economic Injury Program. So be aware that there is some good money that's available out here. Now, as long as you then use 75% of the money that you get over an eight week period of time to continue to pay for wages, none of this money is going to have to be paid back. The remaining 25% needs to be used for rent, mortgage, interest, or utilities. If you don't use it for these purposes, be aware at the end of eight weeks, you are gonna have a payback portion. Let's say for example, you were only able to use 60% of it, 40% would need to be paid back, you will negotiate the payment terms with the bank that you went through. It can go up to 10 years and up to 4% interest. But there is a six-month deferral period that could be extended up to 12 months. So our recommendation is, is that everyone that qualifies should apply. Try to get the money if available. If you can use it under the guidelines, that's great. Use it. If not, go ahead and get it paid back and know that you have that money available just in case things turn. Be aware that you currently, things are bad for many businesses, they're great for others. Those could change overnight, we're in very uncertain times. But what if you applied for an EIDL loan previously? What if you got one of these loans back in January? We had a few clients that did that. You can convert a portion over to PPP and have it forgiven. So if you went out and got a $200,000 loan, And your PPP benefits were going to be fifty thousand dollars. You could convert fifty thousand over and have that forgiven under the program. Now, when should you apply for this? The sooner, the better. The government does have limits on the amount of money that's going to be given out. They realize even at this point that they're going to run out. The expectation is that they will provide additional funding. You should get your application in as soon as possible, and that is done through your local bank. The banks are the ones monitoring this. They're the ones that are helping get the funding for the PPP process. Now other benefits that are not as popular but are available for businesses is the Employment Tax Relief Program. This is a program I would only use as a last resort. If you're in a situation that you just cannot pay any of your bills and you could use every possible dollar available, The IRS is allowing you to defer the employer portion of your payroll taxes through 2020 and not pay them until 2021 and 2022. Now, why do I say only use it if you have to? Because nobody wants to get in bed with the IRS. These taxes will have to be paid back at a future time. You don't really want to get in bed and get them to be your primary lender. Also, be aware that it only applies to the employer portion of the tax. This is not going to apply to the employee portion because that's their money. This is money that belongs to them. So, the employer portion is the smallest amount. Again, I don't see this as a real viable option, but be aware it's out there. The other option is the employee retention credit. The employee retention credit, why it is not as good of an option to me as the PPP, even though you can get up to $10,000 per employee for this, is because the PPP generally is going to provide a larger benefit. But if there's a reason that it does not, be aware that you can get a credit back for half of your payroll and apply it against your payroll taxes. Now, how does this work? Let's assume that you pay someone $6,000. You have a $3,000 credit that you can apply towards your payroll taxes, you reduce the amount that you're paying towards your employer payroll taxes by that amount. If the amount is too large, meaning your payroll taxes were only $1,000, then you can apply for a refundable credit. Again, for most people, this is not a real viable option. Therefore, I would make sure that you're getting good advice if you're looking at this option before you go forward and try to claim these credits on your payroll tax returns. Let's jump into the personal items now. The big one that most people are excited about is the $1,200 stimulus check that most Americans are going to get. Be aware that by the time this airs, you may have already received this money. If you had direct deposit information on hand with the IRS, you've probably already got your $1,200 if you qualify at this point for the program. Now be aware, if you don't qualify now, you may qualify in 2020 when you file your tax return. Also be aware, if you've qualified in 2018, and now you wouldn't in 2019, but you have not yet filed your tax return, hold off on filing the return because you'll be able to qualify under 18. Once you get the money, you'll be able to keep it. There's no payback on any of this. You then file the 19 showing a higher income because there are income limits on this or whatever else the case may be, and you will be able to just keep those funds. But be aware this does cover a three-year period of time. If you have uncertainties there, very important you get, your questions answered. If you've not gotten money because you don't have direct deposit information on, file with the IRS. Be aware they will send out paper checks. Also, if you've not filed or you are afraid they don't have your information on irs.gov, they do have a place where you can go and enter all of your information in hopes of speeding up the process of getting you this money. Another big question we get asked about when we talk about this is what about the $500 amount that's given for dependents? Be aware this is only for qualified children and qualified children are your children that are dependents who are 16 or younger. So if you've got college-age kids that you've been claiming on your return, maybe so you could take the education credits, be aware that there will be no funds coming for them. They can't apply themselves because you've claimed them as a dependent. You're not going to get any benefits. They have to be under age 17, so 16 and younger to get the $500. So, so I have had a number of people asking about this over the last few days because they weren't seeing the $500 come into their account for their kids. This is the issue that they have. They, their kids are, are not qualified, they're too old. Another big adjustment is regarding charitable contributions. Now, if you are feeling charitable, if you have a lot of money, now is the year to give it away. The IRS has said that there will be no limits on the amount of contributions you can give. Historically, it's been 60% of your income. Now you can give away as much as you want to. So be aware there are no limits on the amount of charitable gifts you can give. The other cool thing is, is for those of you that are now taking the standard deduction because you can't itemize, there is a $300 above the line deduction that you'll be able to take for contributions that you made during 2020. Another really big benefit for those of you who have businesses or have situations where you have operating losses, if you have a a trader business, be aware those can now be carried back for five years. This is a huge benefit and it does not apply only to 2020. For 2018, 19, or 20, so if you had losses over the last few years that were being carried forward, you may want to look and see if it wouldn't benefit you to take those back five years and recoup some of that tax, put that cash in your pocket so you don't have to go forward under some of the current rules that are more restricted. There has been an extension to the tax deadline and your estimated payment deadline for the first quarter of 2020. That is now July 15th. Be aware there's no extension that needs to be filed. If you owe money for that time, be aware there's not going to be any penalties until July 15th. If you don't pay by that point, you will need to file an extension if you want to wait to file. And then any payments after that time, if they were due, will start accruing interest and penalties. What about your payments to your IRA, retirement plans, or your HSA? Typically, you had until the time you filed your return or up till April 15th to be able to make these contributions for the previous year. That has been extended till July 15th. So if you've not yet made your contribution for 2019, it's not too late. You can continue to do that up until July 15th, 2020. One of the other huge benefits out there, if you fall in this category, is the IRS is providing some big relief on enforcement right now. If you have an installment agreement, if you have an offer in compromise, or if you have any type of collection action, they're going to suspend everything until July 15th, 2020. Also, they're not going to be doing any more audits until then. They're going to put a suspension on there unless they think there's fraud or other issues that protects the government by moving forward. This is very interesting. I've never seen a situation where the government has taken this approach where they've put everything on hold for a three month period of time to help them bring in revenue and to help them move forward with the government responsibilities that they have. So now we're at the end of the show. We're in the home stretch. A couple of more things we need to cover, and these are the retirement issues. Things very important for you to understand. We'll address the simplest one first, and that is that if you are retired, and you have been happy to take out required minimum distributions because you're age 72 or older, be aware those have been eliminated for 2020. You do not have to take out any distributions. You're not going to get penalized. You won't have the excise tax. And basically, it will be as if 2020 never happened. When they open back up in 2021, it will be as if it were 2020 for you. Now, the other one's a little more complex to explain and talk about, but there can be some big benefits here. And this is where if you've been affected by the coronavirus in some way, whether it be physically that someone in your house has been sick, you've been sick as a result of it, whether it's because your business or your income's gone down as a result of the virus, you have an opportunity to pull up to $100,000 out of your IRA tax-free for now. Now, be aware that you need to put it back in within the three years after you pull it out in order for it to stay tax free. But you have three years to be able to put that money back in. So what's going to happen if you can't pay it back in at the end of the three year period of time? You will owe tax on that money at that time. But be aware, even if you're under age 59 and a half, there will be no penalty. So we don't know all of the planning things that will go on here. We, obviously, you've got to be very careful. Don't just pull the money out and blow it. But if you're in a situation where maybe your business or maybe your, your home life is such, you've lost your job and you need money, there's an opportunity for you to pull it out now, use it to cover those costs, and then get it back in sometime during the next three years and avoid paying tax. But I do warn you, you need to be diligent about getting it back into the account. When we talk about retirement planning, we don't want this to be a situation where the market went down, you then pulled out a bunch of money and now it comes time for retirement and there's nothing left. You've had to use all this. So I tell you to use it with caution, but I also believe there are many opportunities here for planning. In many of our shows coming up, we'll talk about the importance of getting to a tax-free environment during retirement. This may be a way for you to be able to do this, to transfer these assets into a tax-free environment, to go ahead and pay the tax at historically low tax rates, and put yourself in a position in the future where you're not having to worry about tax rate risk. If taxes double, you're not having to worry about it. Prosperity Nation, we have covered a ton of information. I have gone through a lot of details. I realize that. But hopefully you've been able to pick out those things that apply to you. If you want to better understand these, please go to eTrendsGroup.com. Our sponsor is very happy to help you with the process of getting The benefits that are available under the programs that are offered through the CARES Act, they're also happy to make sure you get your tax returns prepared. If you need that done in order to qualify for some of these programs, they are there to make sure you get things done right, that you get them timely, and that you're able to get as much benefit during these crazy times as you possibly can for you and your business. I appreciate you being with me here on the show this week. I really look forward to season two. We've got so much great information coming to you. Again, please, please subscribe to our show. Make sure that you're not missing out on this information. It is taking it to the next level. We're going to share some things that many of them you will not have heard, but as you hear them, you will realize what a benefit they are to your life. My name is Dave Hall. I'm the Prosperity Guy. I look forward to seeing you on our next show.